listeners. Welcome to the Dream Stream. I am your host, Yiska Cook. And today, we're also just going to jump in because I don't have any continuity from the last podcast. Today, I'm having a conversation with my good friend, Ellen Rones, who our friend who lives in New Mexico. She's been on a couple of the podcasts. Hello, Ellen. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Well, it's morning here anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's morning here too. <laughs> so do you want to say why you wanted to do this podcast? You just had a sure. major life change. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, well, um, and I know that you usually do some continuity and I, I realized that actually I listened to your last podcast with Brendan yes. Merritt yes. and you guys touched upon death for a very brief moment towards the end of your yes. time together. And, um, so that's my continuity okay. <laughs> podcast. Yes. <laughs> it's about <laughs> it's about death, um, but it's really not about death. It's about uh, grieving, loss and grieving and mm. life and beauty and all of it. Yes. Um, my my dog, my precious baby boy, um, passed on oh. about five days ago. Yes. I had to put him down. He was very, very sick and it came on very suddenly. Um Although it was cancer, so that doesn't come on so suddenly. It builds up, but we don't know because they don't tell us. Our animals don't tell us when they're uncomfortable or in right. pain until right. it's just towards the end, I think. It's just what they do. Yes, um, yes. So it was very shocking and sudden to me, um, even right. though he was 13. So he lived a long oh, life. beautiful. Um, I am in the grieving process and have had... Um, a, a beautiful dream that he, where he came to me in the dream. And I thought that that would be a really sweet thing to share and how that, how that is that our animals, the yes. spirits of animals and or people too can come to us in our dream world and yes. comfort us or let us know something. Yes. Um, yeah. So um, as listeners may remember, I lost my dear dog also aged, 13. Um, when was that, Ellen? Do we remember? It was before mm. the summer. For I sure. don't know. Was it like maybe like six months ago or so? Yeah, it was five or was six months ago. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. So um, that was that was very hard. And so I'm so with you. I know that deep grief that comes when we lose our familiar. That's yeah. very powerful. So please, yeah. yeah, please do share the dream. Yeah, so um, I think it was probably just a day after he passed that night. Um, the dream was that I was in a house with um, a very good friend who, when I lived in New York, was essentially his other dog mama, okay. <laughs> my friend Patricia, who was just dear to him and he to her and they loved each other. And she often would come and get him for a walk while I was at work and yes. bring, you know, bring her dog and my dog and they would 
kind of spend a lot of time together. So she loved him as much or more than, than I did. <laughs> I doubt it. Anyway, I she, doubt that. I <laughs> well, I doubt it too, but you know, she loved him a lot. I'm sure. In yes. her own way. <laughs> and um, so she was in the dream and we were in some house and I'm seeing Seamus, my, my, my dog. And he was, uh, he was about a year old. So he was a young dog and he was running around the house and being very playful. And I kept pointing don't you see him? He's right there. And then he would run to another corner of the, uh, he's over there now. And now he's over here. And she, oh. she wasn't seeing him, but you know, she was like looking wherever I was pointing. Yes. Where is he? Where is he? And then he squats and pees. Oh, and then he moves on and frolics around. And then there's this puddle of pee. And I said, do you see that? Like it was evidence, right? Like, do you see that? And she said, Oh, I see that. Okay. <laughs> so she could she could see some evidence of him, yes. but she couldn't see him, but I saw him. Yes. I saw him. He was yes. very, very much, you know, frolicking and in no pain and yes. young and Oh, I and love it. Yes. It I was really sweet. It was really a sweet dream. I feel like our dream visits with our deceased loved ones, they often come looking younger and vibrant and you know, uh, full of life. So that's really beautiful. So he was sort of playing hide and go seek with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of a little bit. I mean, he was just, yeah, he was just being himself, you know. What well, interesting. He wasn't really so like that in, in waking life, even when he was a puppy. He was always very kind of calm. Okay. You know, even a little yeah. bit like aloof. You yeah, know? he was a chill guy. He wasn't, he wasn't that super duper playful the way he was in the dream but you know I think Mm. you know yeah my feeling I mean it is interesting like how come she couldn't see him but I think it's because I'm the familiar as you called it exactly I'm his familiar you you know I'm so connected and so I could see him because I'm so connected I'm so connected to his spirit I can feel him I mean right now I feel him he's right here He's just right here with me. Yes. Um, And so I just, to me, it was just him telling me I'm right here. That's right. I'm right here. I'm not in pain. That's right. I'm frolicking, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. Yes. You know? Yes. I I don't know. I think maybe he was just telling me I'm okay. Yeah, I agree. I think so. Yes. I'm free. Yes. Yeah, I'm not in pain. I'm free. Yes. And I imagine, um, I mean, I didn't put Tuvi down. He passed on, but uh, just he was really at the end of his life. I imagine there that was a hard decision to make. You know, do oh, I? Oh, it was. It was like excruciating, especially yes. because I was by myself. Yes. Um, and it came after he had been very ill for like a couple of days before, and okay. there was um, all sorts of difficult decisions leading up to it. Yes. And, you know, not being able to keep him overnight because they didn't have a facility and they wanted me to drive like an hour and 15 minutes away to some other facility that would have kept him overnight and cost like $1,500 uh, extra already. It was like thousands of dollars of, to euthanize, you know, yeah. bills um, for the vet. And, and mm. you know, they might have been able to know what was happening sooner but I just couldn't do that I couldn't make that decision right um so you know 
it was just difficult decisions all, all along the way. Absolutely. You know, having to take them like this. Is, I knew it was life and death, and I just yes. really had to sit with everything and just be like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I, yes. I really wish I had someone to bounce this off of, yes. you know. But I didn't, and yes. so I did the best I could. And, yes. um, you know, and at the end, once I and I ultimately found out what the problem was, there was no there was no other choice. Yeah, you know, was he cancer. was riddled riddled with cancer oh, like everywhere. Really? In his body. It was like there's no choice. And you had I no indication. Someone, another type of person might have spent ten thousand dollars getting no. Uh, yeah. surgeries and chemotherapy and I, but there's no way I would ever ever do that to a dog Neither or myself. I. It Neither just makes I. no sense or whatsoever yourself. to me. That's interesting. So, so once that was unknown, it wasn't a difficult decision actually. Right. Right. Well, I want to talk about your cat, Mouse. The cat's name is Mouse. M- Mouse. Yes. Okay. Yes. And he's he's the household cat. He's not really my cat. I. Oh. Live in a household. Oh, okay. Um, and it's it's actually their cat, and they have two other dogs. Oh, as well. okay. But, you know, we're okay. all sort of in it together here. <laughs> and did the cat? What was the cat's relationship with Seamus? Um, they actually had a really sweet relationship. So you know, Seamus, generally speaking, would love to chase cats like a little bit. He yes. Never, you know, he would just chase them a little, and then the cat would run away, and that was in it. general like, the different cats that I've had in my life. Yes. This cat, because I think he was very self-possessed, the kitty. Okay. Um, I think Seamus was very gentle with him. He would sort of like chase a little, but yeah. the cat would sort of roll over on his back. And right. They would sniff noses. The cat showed the cat its, would... its deference. <laughs> it didn't need to Sorry. be chased. I said the cat showed its deference. It didn't need to be yes. chased. It could just take this, you know, Ex- take the beta yeah. position. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yes. He was like, yeah, you know, yeah, sure. Go, you try to chase me and I'll just, you know, just he just wanted right to play here. and be <laughs> sweet. And yeah, he was, he was surrendering, you know, he's yes. like, I know you're not going to hurt me. So I'm just going to get on my back and let's just play. Yes. <laughs> kind of thing. Um, and he would rub up against, you know, Seamus' yes. snout uh, every now and again, just kind of like, you know how cats do that. They just kind of rub up against. Yeah. Very sweet, actually. I thought that relationship was very sweet. And I think it was good for Seamus too, because it kept him a little bit like alive, you know, like that, yes. that energi- energized a little bit. Yes. Because um, he sort of wanted to go chase him, you know, he was like, <laughs> he wanted to play, I think a little bit. Sure. So they had a sweet little relationship and it, yeah, yeah, they had a nice, they had a nice thing. So Ellen had posted a picture on Facebook of Mouse, the kitty, curled up in Seamus's bed with her little paw over her nose, right? It was just the sweetest picture. So, so sweet. It was like insane. Yeah. Yeah. I just felt that she also is going through her, not that it's this personification to call it a grieving process, but for want Mm -hmm. of a better thing to call it, she's also going through her loss, you know? Yeah. And I, yeah. I just think that was and so And also, sweet. interestingly, the day, it was one of the days that, like, the first day that I had taken Seamus to the vet, and he was at the vet all day because he needed to get intravenous fluids and antibiotics, and mm. they didn't know what was wrong with him, so they were just keeping him there. Yes. And I was kind of beside myself. I didn't know what to do with myself, and I, like, flopped on my bed at one point, and one of the other dogs 
in the household came into my room. Again, that's not unusual. Okay. But she laid on the floor right next to my bed, which she has never done. She was right next to me. Like she was definitely also knowing something. Yes. She was sensing something in me, some some sense of maybe already some loss or something yes. in the animal world. There's it's, it's kind of mysterious in a way to me, you know yes. what they know, but they yes. really do know something. They really do. They know something. They sense things. They, they seem to know when you're really needing something. Exactly. And yeah. It was also terribly sweet. Oh, it was just so sweet and comforting. Yeah. Like she, maybe she knew I needed comfort. Yes. I believe that's true. I believe absolutely that's true. I used to have a calico yeah. cat who was not a nice cat. She was really mean to most people, not to me. And um, But if anyone was crying or hurt or sad, she would come right up to comfort them. It was kind of unlike her. It wasn't her character. Mm, yeah. I yeah. Bu- yeah. Yeah, I bu- it's really... Yeah pretty special thing about animals I remember I mean they're special yeah mm. I was just gonna say I had read an article a couple of years ago I think of a cat named Oscar who lived in a nursing home and whatever room he would like hang out in and visit then they would know that's the person that was gonna pass away next he just knew mm. so beware if mm. Oscar comes to your room <laughs> The end is nigh. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I do, I have um, heard that. I mean, I know that about I that you know animals, especially dogs. I think I don't know about cats, but that dogs can smell things like cancer. Yes. yes. I didn't know there's there's research on that actually. So cool. Um, that that dogs can sense out certain illnesses. Yes. And yeah, that's a pretty interesting thing. Um, yeah, they're super, super sensitive. Yes. Well, so, Ellen, I love yeah. that we're making this podcast to, and I want to just really memorialize, memorialize Seamus. Mm-hmm. So please tell mm-hmm. me a couple of stories that you hold in your heart about him. Oh, thank you. That's um, nice to have that opportunity. Um. Gosh, no, <laughs> well, no pressure. One of the things that I, I wanted to do, I'll start with just, um, you know, when I posted about him online on Facebook, because I wanted people to know, you know, so yes. many people knew him. I had no idea how many lives he touched. Oh. Like I got responses from people that weren't even my real, you know, not really you know, people I knew, yes. but I wasn't really close to or even uh, friends with, like maybe ex-colleagues or right. people from all cl- old clients of mine because I used to bring him to work with me. Oh. And it was so touching how many people were like, oh, what a sweet pop. I remember him yes. so fondly. And yes. that was so touching to me. And it's also been like a bomb sure. to my soul. Yes. Um, I know that's not exactly what you asked, but no, that is exactly what I asked. Um, that is what what a bomb to my soul it's been to yes. have people 
tell me what they remember about him. You I know, love it. and mostly people remember that he was just a sweet, easygoing he dog. He was so easygoing. Um, when we used to have, I remember group. when. Sorry, Alan, we keep talking over each other. When we used to do dream group with dogs here, I would say, bring your good dog. And Tovi, my beloved dog, was all about getting it on with us. Not what's Kristen's dog's name. I can't remember. So she didn't bring her oh, back. Right. But Seamus yeah. was just like, eh, I'm cool. I'm just hanging. <laughs> you know, he never... He never caused any trouble. He was not rambunctious. He was just a great dog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I, I, that's right. I brought him to several of our dream yes. groups. And uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I remember, you know, of course, I have been going back through his life. And I remember um, we had had another dog. My my ex-husband and I had a, had a dog who got tragically killed by a truck oh dear. At, at one year old she got oh, hit by a truck it was shoot. a tragic thing um and i re- i remember saying i am never doing this again this is excruciating i'm never yeah. getting another dog i know and a month later i just happened to be browsing in the spca in yes. Manchester. And Sasha happened and I was to be. Like, um, honey, <laughs> I think you need to go to the shelter and look at this puppy. Yes. And you know, a, a month later we had Seamus. So um <sighs> and he used to come into our studio where we ta- we used to teach Pilates, Pilates and had a studio. Yes. And he would come he would lay underneath the equipment and put his little head. I mean he was te- he's three months old, he was teeny. Yeah. He would put his head like on the wooden um like the leg of the Pilates equipment and he would just put his head on the leg of the, like as a pillow. Oh my God. Hard wooden thing as a pillow. <laughs> he just wanted to very, be by very, his people. Just adorable. That's you know, just cute. cute. Um, and yeah, he was just a super easy puppy. He was an easy puppy. He was an easy dog. Um, he was definitely a great watchdog. He did bark. Yes. He was definitely a barker, but only when people came in, you yes. know. Yes. Um, exactly when he's supposed to. He always, yes. He did his job well. Yes. Um, and, you know, he came across country with me. He was in and out of the car and, you know, just in and out of hotel rooms and just, did, right. you know, was really pretty easy about it as long as he was with me. Yes. He was he was good wherever he went yeah um, oh I love yeah. it I love to hear about his life yeah and what a wonderful life yeah. you gave him Alan and he gave you it's a reciprocal you know how much you you gained from his love and how much he gained from yours very beautiful yeah yeah, yeah. and you know sometimes you don't realize you know um think you just don't realize how much they crawl into your heart you know in the depths of your heart yeah you know yeah um because you're in this sort of daily life of things and because I was like a single parent (laughs) with a dog yes I you know spent less time with him than I would have liked and um yeah you know, I guess, I don't know. I think, I think where I'm going with this is that, uh, one of the things that was for one of the first things that I felt when he passed was guilt. Yeah. I felt guilty. Oh, I didn't do enough. I should have mm. known sooner. Mm. I, 
I hope he wasn't suffering for a longer period of time than I knew. I should have spent more time with him. But I know I did the best I could. I really, really did the best I could with my lifestyle, you know, and having having to work and having to be separate from him. Um, And sometimes because I was so away from him a lot, I would kind of like, not forget about him, like, but, you know, I was just away and just kind of not with him, not connecting with him. Um, but I think now that he's not here, I realize that every minute of my day, I was connected to him. Yes. I would think about him pretty much all the time. Like he was always on my mind, you know, not necessarily consciously, but I, I know that I was always thinking that he was there. He was there and I was here, you know, that we weren't in the same place. Yes. You know, a little bit of worry, hoping he's okay. Um, always needing to rush home at the end of the day. It's yes. like the structure of my life was built around having Seamus. Absolutely. For 13 years, it was yes. like this. Yes. So um, I think I'm rambling a little, but I'm. It, it's all about, it's all about the relationship and totally. you know, the love and totally. the connection. And um, I, you know, that one of the things I'm stru- struck with now is that he he really did structure my life yes. and that I I'm I'm literally I'm lost I'm kind of lost oh. without him like mm. when I'm at work I'm in my you know daily world I'm okay but as soon as that ends and there's no more structure I I don't know what to do with myself I want to run home to him which is my which is what I always did I yes just run home to the dog yes and yeah, it's very strange not yes. to have that and to recognize how much of my life was really even just on an internal heart level was devoted to him. Wow. Wow. So beautiful. Yeah. I'm wondering if uh, the SPCA there or, you know, some animal shelter wants volunteers to come hang out with the animals because Every now and again, that might be a really beautiful thing to do in his honor and his merit. Hmm. That's a beautiful, that's a beautiful idea. Mm. Yeah, that's a beautiful idea. And, you know, as much as wanting to mark his life with me, I also have this really strong sense that I want to make this transition time for both Seamus and myself really meaningful. Yes. Um, like, you know, when you're first initially in that grieving, um, well, you know, I don't, you know, maybe yeah. some of our listeners don't know, but like the, there's such a, there's a strange deliciousness in the mm. grieving process. If that mm. makes any sense. It's so deeply painful but also it's so alive. Yes. It's so, um, my yes. friend said something beautiful about like your, it's like all the chambers of your heart, all the rooms of your heart oh. are open. You know, the, the, all of it, yes. you know, the deep grief, the deep sadness, the, the, the longing for that beautiful connection and belonging to your, to your, you know, to your beautiful your creature, familiar, to, yes. you know, to life and the beauty of all of life and being a human being. It's yes. so all there when you're in this deep grief. Yes. And it was such, it's, it's in a strange way. It's a, such a gift. Yes. It feels like such a gift. It's absolutely and, a um, gift. 
Yeah. And I kept having a feeling like I, I, I don't want this to go away. I mean, I, of course we don't want to be in grief forever, but I, I just want, I want to make sure that, that it's meaningful. I'm not, yeah, I'm not really sure exactly what I mean by that, but, um, that I, I want to eulogize him and make his life, you know, I want to memorialize him. Yes. And, you know, I do want to do, a, a little ceremony, you know, with his ashes when I get them. Beautiful. Maybe do a little like eulogy, like write some things about all the things that I remember about yes. him. And, yes. And also, I want to, I want my life to turn a new leaf now. Too. Yes. Yes. You know, Let, he was with me yes. during such important, intense things in my life. Yes. He was with me through two major surgeries, through my divorce. Through three moves, through traveling, you know, moving across country to some completely different terrain and place, Um, through the death of my father, he's really been with me through these major important life events. So it almost feels now like now I'm in a new life event. Yes. And... I don't want to put more meaning on it than it actually has, but I want to put that meaning on it. Yes. It's, um, it's let it be a rite of passage. Let it be a rite of passage for both of you. Seamus, yeah. you know, moving on to where, however you conceive of death and, and for oneself to really take on new life. Hmm. Yes, exactly. And I think, you know, I think that that's, mm, one of the meanings of grief, like one of the, yes. it's, it's, I think it's what, it's the gift of grief. I think that's what I would say. It's, it's the potential gift of grief is that it does change you. And when we're in the depths of it, we're like, I don't want to change. I just want my person back. or I want my, my baby back, my, right. my beautiful Seamus. I want him back. Yeah. You know, yeah. I want him here, but you know, there's a certain point, I think, at which it turns into, okay, what, you know, yeah, like, like I said, you know, earlier, the meaning of it, what, how can I, how is this changing me? And, you know, we don't know that always, you know, it takes, I think, it can take a long time to know what the meaning is, to know how it is that we've shifted and transitioned into some new, new way of being in the world. Yes. Um, because of this grief and because of the love and the beauty that we shared with this being and, mm. you know, and, and you know, the loss. In, in the medicine cards, um, David Larson's medicine cards, they say dog is about symbolic of loyalty, which mm. I, I, I can't, I don't know of any other creature in the world that's more loyal than dog. You know, I, it's my experience too. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. No matter what, even when I was feeling guilty that I wasn't (laughs) there with him, he he was, he wasn't thinking that. Right. Right. He was happy to see me at the end of the day. (laughs) Absolutely. It's true. (laughs) You know, after, um, so Tovi was my second love love dog so he lived to be 13 but prior to him I had another dog called Redwood 
And I just loved Redwood so much. She used to come down to greet me when I lived in Accord. She'd come down the stairs to greet me whenever I pulled in in my car. But after she died, my cat Katia took that on and used to, she never did this before while, while Redwood was alive. She would come down the stairs to greet me when I came home. She took over Redwood's job. It was just beautiful. Wow. I know. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. Right. Well, she's the girl I was talking about being, you know, very empathetic. Anybody's crying. She's right there. But she's also the, uh, the fierce kitty that I was talking about. So, yeah, I guess just mm. real, really a smart, a smart kitty. So... Well, thank you so much, Ellen, for sharing this with me and the listeners. I feel like this Mm -hmm. is a very sacred moment in your life. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Thank you for for letting me, you know, letting you, letting me tell the story and share. And yes, I think, you know, the other reason why I wanted to sort of jump, jump on and, and talk about this is, you know, I feel that in this moment, I'm, I'm really, I'm a little bit not, um, sunk into the depth of the feeling of it all and you know I certainly have been like every day you know really crying and feeling and you know um but I think I also just kind of wanted to share that like grief is is we grieve so many things in our lives that we we don't make we don't um I guess I'm just into this concept of making grief meaningful, that it isn't just that we have this loss, right? that, that, that there's something, something so beautiful that we gain from, from a, from a deep loss. Absolutely. There's some kind of magic and there's some kind of transformation and there's some kind of wake up call and there's something. And, you know, we, we can grieve so many things. Like we grieve our animals and our, and our beloved, you know, humans, but we grieve other things too. You know, we can grieve the loss of, of our faith, the loss of, um, a sense of belonging, um, you know, I don't know. Loss loss of a relationship. You know, faith in our, in our (laughs) politics. Right. Yes. (laughs) Not to bring that into the. To the right. mix. Well, but, I, it um, makes me think of um, that quote, and I think I mentioned this in a, in a previous podcast with with Lee. Better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. You know. Yes. He gave and it's so, so much to you. Could not be more true. Just yes. could not be more true. You know, a life where you don't open your heart, and I know because right. you know my heart was pretty shut down for quite some time okay. after my um, my my divorce. Yes, you know, just yes. for years. Honestly, I was yes. just wow, like nobody home in that heart. Yeah, it was yes. pretty protected and pretty yes. shut down. And, yes, and it wasn't it wasn't good. You know, it didn't. I mean, I, I suppose it's what it needed to happen. It's what I needed to to do to you know go through go through it. However, I needed to go through it, but. Um, yeah, it's, it's, um, there's so much richness in the love and the loss. It just is, it's, it's yes. really the truth yes. that, that open hearted, you know, the, what I was describing as all the chambers of the heart open, yes. you know, everything, the, all of it. It's so, it's just this beautiful, beautiful part of what it is to be human. And yes, 
Yeah, I, I'd like to live from that place. Yeah, me too. Most of the time, if I can. Yeah, I have a theory, and I've probably said this to you before, that we come to the earth to feel, that this is the feeling realm. We, we come here to feel and, you know, it's really important to get in touch with our emotions. Um, I don't feel other dimensions are necessarily going to be so heart oriented. So well done, Ellen. You, you fell in love with a kind soul and, and now he's left the earth. So that's very hard and so worthwhile as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it is oh so worthwhile so, so worthwhile. worthwhile yep yeah 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 and you know in the tibetan i don't know there's different theories i've heard like three different things about this but in the tibetan tradition and i suppose it depends on which branch of um i don't know tibetan buddhism okay uh-huh. you, you know you're talking about and i don't know uh very much about it but the soul doesn't leave you like your you know mm. loved one sort of stays close for some people say seven days and I've heard 21 days and right. I've heard 49 days and I've heard all these different things yeah but, um and then and then there's a period of time where you you know you want to like let them go and go over what the you know there's this kind of idea of the rainbow bridge which right. you may have heard of in sure. terms of our animals particularly yes yes like the bridge is like the connection of the heaven heaven and or you know i would definitely yes. say heaven and earth or you know earth yes. and the spirit world yes and they're with you on this side of the rainbow like for a while they're kind of really okay. with you boy do i feel that uh, and then at a certain point we want to let them go and yes. go go frolic with the other your other you know past animal friends tell Seamus to look for Tovi go go be in the spirit world you know in in whatever beauty is there we don't know but yes um Tovi has to greet him Tovi will greet Seamus Tovi and Redwood yeah my two beauties yes and I I I love to think like that I mean I don't know what's true there either you know I don't either but my 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 heart feels happy when I think about me too that, that he'll meet all the beautiful other animals that he's had little relationships with and you yes. know all my you know my past yes. animals and Tovey and Murphy and yes. <laughs> yes. buddies that he had and Redwood. <laughs> so many friends he had. They're gonna yeah. have a great and time. A so I I love that idea and you know fields in heaven. <laughs> yeah. Running well, through the fields. You know the sort of, I don't know, what would I say, the judgmental, critical, like, I don't know, there's a part of me that's like, oh, all that's kind of silly, and it's just what people say to make you feel better, but I don't know that it isn't true. And and why would that be a bad thing, you know? And why would that be a bad thing? Exactly. Why would that be a bad thing? <laughs> to say exactly. something that makes you feel better. <laughs> right. Good point. If it's comforting, yes. I see no reason to yes. know, not believe that. Yeah. Right. Unless you so, truly don't. Yeah. And then that's maybe you have to find your comfort elsewhere. I don't know. I I am. Um, yeah. When I lost Redwood. So I had Redwood from when I was 20 years old. And then she was 15 when she died. So, so I mean, wow. a lot went down in my 20s and 30s, you know, and early 30s. So she went, she was through the ringer with me. Redwood was funny, though, because if ever, and I was, this was a volatile time in my life where I was 
crying a lot or whatever. I was, you know, 20. Um, whenever right, I would have exactly. my, whenever I'd have like an outburst, and I'm only thinking of a couple of times, but Redwood just walked away. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I'll come back <laughs> after you've dealt with your anger. <laughs> That's so funny. You know, interestingly, Seamus was like that too. Really? <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, and it makes no difference. It makes no difference. Really, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, you yeah. can know it. You can even, <sighs> you could even be prepared for right. months, you know, that your animal <sighs> is sick and is going to go. Oh. You, you, there's nothing like, I mean, it's just grief is grief. grief yeah. Is it grief. doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter how long you've known them or how, it's like how deeply you were in love. I think yes. how deeply you were connected to, a, a, you know, a being, whether yes. it's a person or or an animal. Yeah. I, don't, yes. I, I even felt like I was grieving deeper than I did when my dad passed. I mean, no. I, I certainly grieved. Sure. Him. Sure. I still grieve for him sometimes, you know, Yes. but it's, it was a sort of different quality. Yes. Um, because, you know, Seamus was my baby. Yes. He was, he was my dog. He was my, yes. you know, charge. Like, I, you know, I, I was his mama. It's a very, yes. just a very different kind of relationship. Yes. It really is. You know, he relied on me and depended on me, and I and I him, you know, yes. for for what he offered me. Yes. And when yeah, when my different. when my dog Redwood died, she had been having a series of strokes, <clears throat> and she would like mm. you know walk into cabinets, and then she could really lift up her body anymore. So I would have to lift her up and walk with her between my legs. So that she could go out and pee. I mean, these were really the last days. This didn't go on for a long time. This was the last days. And when she died, I I never had done this before, but I just started keening. I just started keening like mm. like like the the depth of my sorrow in my gut yeah. was coming up. And then I remember my neighbor called me, Tim, and he said did redwood just die i mean he knew because he heard me he He heard me howling you know and then i did write a poem about it called howling to remember oh yeah that's a beautiful way to memorialize our animals too is to write i did a little writing too yes oh that's so touching i and i know what you mean i had to do the same thing with seamus i had to like basically take his back legs and like take him outside because his body was just like collapsing yes um and yeah that's so painful so so painful and that's what it is they just touch us so deeply they do yeah i know in some ways i think do think they touch us it's a deeper thing than i don't i don't want to say it's a deeper thing than when people die but it's just, I, I think again that has to do with it, him or her being your familiar. So yes, it's my pet. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's my baby. Yes, I take care of it. I buy it its food. I let it out. You know when it needs to go to the bathroom, take it on hikes, whatever. But um, the fact that it's closer to one than anyone else any human than anyone else than any human yeah, because you it's know? really twenty four seven. Like even your even your parents you know, or a sibling isn't that close, right? They just, right. you, you right. have that literally 24 seven. And when your child, your, with your pet, when your child is a, is a baby, yes. But then your child gets older and then they don't need you anymore, but your dog still that's, does, you know, that's, that's right. Your dog needs you, you know, forever in yes. that same exact way. Exactly. You know, that, a, that a child or a baby would need its mama, you know, Oh, it's such so, an honor yeah, to have an older special, dog. Very, very special. You know, an older dog is like the great honor of, of life, I feel. 
to give an older dog mm. a, a beautiful end, and especially when you've had since a puppy. But I know some people are even adopting older dogs so that they can have a good end. It's, I just think that's so beautiful. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yes. That's really so beautiful. Wow. Right. Yeah, that's that's really heroic in a way. You yes. Know, they take on this animal knowing in a very short time. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's almost like being like the midwife, the yes. midwife of death. Yes, yes. You know, I, I love that um, concept even for people. I know, also to have, do. To be like I also the doula, the death doula yes. or something, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, that's hospice, right? That's, that's, um, did you ever hear of a woman named Therese Schroeder Shecker? She does palliative, she plays the harp while people die. So she is like a spiritual midwife. She's playing the harp while people are taking their last breaths. And, uh, I, I've always been so drawn to her and her depth. And I think it's extraordinary what the work she does. So beautiful. Yes. Yeah. You know, as you're saying that, I'm kind of thinking, you know, I think that we as maybe a culture or, you know, I think that there's so much fear around death. Yes. Do, do, do you think so? Definitely. Do you, do you in think this culture. Do you think people have a lot of fear around death? Around, in this culture? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. We're, uh, yeah. We are I mean, the youth right? worshiping. Like people, I think that's, it's like the fear of, the. it seems to be that the more fear you have of dying, the less you live your life fully. It's kind of like there's always yes. this feeling of if I control something, if I can just control this or not get that sickness or I don't know, control my environment or whatever. I think, yes. we just, uh, you know, we think we can control things and then whatever. I mean, we all know we're going to die, but, you know, yes. maybe I'll just die I don't know, a certain way where I don't have to, yeah, there's just, I, I don't, In my you know, sleep, I'm not sure what I'm course. saying, but, there, but I do think there's fear. There's a lot of fear. I agree. Somehow going through this with an animal. Yes. I mean, it's different with, you know, with a person and yes. especially if, a, you know, if a person is very ill towards the end of their lives. But there's, there is something so beautiful to just face it, to be with it, to be in it. Yes. And just to be in it. And this is just so a part of what it is to be a human, human and to be a, cr- a creature. You know, it's like we live and we die. Yes. And it's just, you know, we live and we move on. We're mortals. You know, our spirits move We're on. We're mortals. And I do love that concept. That yes. That is what I believe, that our spirits absolutely I, I also believe that. Move on. That our body. Our body, our body will body die. Our body dies. is mortal. Our body. Yes. You know, we leave our body behind. It's our garment. But that we definitely move on. I believe that with animals. I believe that with humans. I absolutely. also believe that. And, um, I don't know, I guess, you know, right in this moment, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not fearing that. I don't fear that. Right. Right. But I think it's so, I think it's an important concept too, you know, that that we face that possibility and even that we face and be with death in others, with others, like that woman who plays a harp, like how beautiful. Yes. She's not afraid. No. She's, She's. She's loving this person as they're passing yes. through. Yes. I think it's, it's just gorgeous. Beautiful. I love it. When I was studying in my master's program, I was studying transpersonal psychology. <clears throat> and um, I read a poem. I can't remember the name of the author, but I'll, I'll return to that in my follow-up from this podcast. But it was something like, die today 
and be completely dead. Then do whatever you want. It's all good. <laughs> Something oh, like that. Beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. Like like take mm. take the death and fear out of the equation. Like get it over with so you can move into your living life. Yeah. 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 Well and, and also, you know, how I how I hear that is like if you yeah, if you die every day, you know, you get to wake up in the morning like yes. with that with that beautiful open hearted thing. Like the new you zest. You can, you're so in the moment yes. and you're experiencing the all of it, you know, the all of it. Every emotion, every you know, you're just alive. Yes. I love that. I love that. You uh, know, to every, be that conscious yeah. every day. Every morning when we wake up myself and my little boy and also my son's dad, we say, Mode ani lafanecha melechai vikayom sheha chazatar bi nishmati bechema raba imunatecha. And what that means is, we gratefully acknowledge you, God, for returning my soul to my body. Abundant is your faithfulness. So we're acknowledging that Every every day we have to wake up alive again, I think, right? And we're grateful, grateful for our lives, grateful for another day to be alive. Gorgeous. Oh, I love that prayer. Yes. Do you, do you think you could um, send that to me? I absolutely can. I or absolutely can. Is there it's Hebrew, yeah, a way that just I to could, say. I'm sure I could probably find that somewhere. Oh, I, I can, I I can easily. Beautiful. I can easily send that to you. So this becomes such an important part of our waking into a new day is like start with gratitude that you have this day and then do, you know, do whatever you want. <laughs> no, that's mixing, yeah, mixing be, a prayer. Be, with a be, alive, be right? alive. Be alive. Be aware. Be conscious. I love that you're, you're doing that and passing it on to your son. Yes. That's, you know, that's such a beautiful gift that you're giving him, you know, mm. that reminder. Right. Oh, good. Well, I also love that his dad does it because his dad's not my partner, but he also it feels that every morning and wants to. Ah, you know. So that's beautiful. Nice. So my son's that getting is it beautiful. From that both is sides. so beautiful that you're on that same page, at least, you know, with him. At least with that. that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, well, yeah. we should end this soon, but. Can you lead us out with another story about Seamus? Hmm. Let me help jog your memory. Uh, maybe on your drive from New York to Santa Fe, was there anything remarkable from that time? Um, so in looking at pictures last night, I came across a picture of, um, the, you know, in a hotel room being on our journey who yes. knows where I was, like Tennessee or something. I don't know. Yes. And um, Seamus never, ever got on the bed. Like wow. we, my ex and I really didn't want him on the bed because yes. he's dirty and there were ticks. Sure. And we just like thought it was just not a good idea. Sure. So we sort of trained him and he was very well trained. He just never got on the bed. But when my ex-husband left, Yes. I wanted him on the bed because I was like, I need his yes. comfort. And I kept wanting yes. him, but he wouldn't, no matter how much wow. I wanted him That's to so be on the funny. bed. He would never <laughs> jump on the bed. You can't teach so, an old dog um, new tricks. <laughs> what was that? You can't teach an old dog new tricks. 
Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or he's like, oh, I don't know. I don't want to get in trouble. Right. Like, right. Exactly. He was so well trained to not do that. that and he's like, what, what if like, dad what? comes back? What if dad comes right, exactly. back and I'm on the bed? <laughs> like, I'm not going to fall into this trap. You know? so, so there's this picture of me on the hotel room, you know, with the hotel bed. Yes. And Seamus had jumped on the bed. Wow. He jumped on the bed and he just laid there. Now, I, yeah, I, I had to take a picture. I was like, this is. I love what? it. What? I love it. <laughs> yeah, he got on the bed. So um, <gasps> that was a kind of a wow moment. That's great. Um, I, I'm not sure what I made of it, whether it was that he just, I don't know. I don't know what to say. He, maybe he knew that, you know, I don't know. I don't know what. He was the alpha exactly. male now. Maybe he was just claiming something. Yeah. yeah he claiming something, and he was going to take care of me, Mama. He knew I needed something. Yes. Or like we were in this completely new place. And maybe he sensed that we were just, I don't know, moving. I, I honestly don't know what it meant. It just was very, very notable. Um, yes. Yeah, it was very, very notable. <laughs> well, thank you. <sighs> yeah. So, Alan, again, my deep condolences to you. I, I really yeah. feel you. I know that feeling. The good news is, but I don't even know if this is good news. Well, it was good news at the time, but the good news was I did finally stop crying every day, you know. Yeah, well, um, here's just an interesting note, you know, to say before we um, before we part, is that I, you know, I was, you know, the first time in three or four days, was every day was just crying. Okay, I cried five times today, and then the next day it was like, oh, I only cried three times. Uh, yes. And then you know, so like yesterday I was, oh, I'm not crying. What's wrong? Right. Like right. I almost had this because it hasn't even been a week yet. Right. And I was a little bit like, why am I not crying? And I felt bad and weird and guilty, and I was sort of going up into my head about it, which no. is what I do. No, I was, you have to anyway, give yourself tried, a like, break, Alan. We all grieve in different ways. We all grieve in different ways. And that's what everybody was telling me. Yes. Like it's going to come in waves and it does come in waves. Like all of a sudden I'm, you know, I'm a massage therapist, you know, and I'm giving massages to someone and I'm all of a sudden some image comes and tears start coming down, you know, yes. like it's just weird and all random. And, yes. And, yeah, yeah, we're, we do all grieve in different ways, and I'm sure there will be more tears. Um, yeah. Did I, did I ever yeah. tell you? I certainly don't want to feel bad and guilty about that. Absolutely. <laughs> don't feel bad about you know, that. My love. When Tovi, yeah, my when love. Tovi died, I was, you know, I'm, I'm weepy. I can get really sad, and I was crying so much, and my little boy, Lev, didn't cry, and I didn't really, I knew, I mean, he was born into Tovi being in our lives. So he's literally known him for our whole lives. And, um, and I just didn't know how was he going to express himself. And I actually emailed his teacher. So like he was still in school, letting her know this loss and just to be on the lookout if he gets sad or, and I, and, um, shortly thereafter he was taking guitar lessons. He wrote a song called, Tovi was a good boy. It's sad he had to die. And this whole outpouring Aww. in song. And he plays that. He hasn't played it in a couple of weeks now, but we're just coming out of summer. But um, that's the way. That's the way he 
had to I'm calling it grieving mm. for want of a different word, but that's and mm-hmm. I, I had to really Oh so so that. sweet. So sweet. Yes. That's reminding me of um a friend a friend of mine whose dog died and you know she, she has a six and a half year old now and she was probably about I guess maybe four when when their pet died right. and she would she would just look at me and say, um, I don't want to say the name because you know yeah, whatever I don't want to sure, reveal. But sure. she just said, you know, so and so died. Like she was telling me, right, like very right, matter of fact. Right. Right. I, so and then, like months later, she'd say, "Oh, you know, so and so died," huh. and I was like, "What?" She, it's like it was that was still, kind of I think her way of still in her. You know, I'm, I would say grieving in quotes. You exactly. Know, I don't know what it is for a, a young child or what they know or what they feel or remember, but and then even like recently, so you know, almost two years later, she'd say, "Oh, you know." so-and-so died and I was like yeah I know oh, I remember oh, you know it's just like a yes. kind of a peculiar yes. but an interesting way like again like you said everybody grieves differently yes I know you know kids are have their own way of I mean processing things sure but, um sure yeah yes. and I would love to um maybe take us out with a very very short little thing that I wrote a few oh days ago. I would love that thank you Alan that would I be may. phenomenal hmm thank you so much for giving me this opportunity and I hope it's meaningful and, you know, sharing this with your listeners. Yes. So, um, I wrote without you, my love, there is wind and too much space. I walk deliberately and delicately in the night. So as not to trip over your sleeping body Mm. only to remember your body is no longer here. A tuft of your hair floats through the air letting me know you are here, mm. even though your body is not. No more suffering. Oh. Beautiful. <sighs> thank yeah. you, Alan. And thank you, listeners, for accompanying us on, on this exploration of our grief. And I hope you got something out of it. And until we meet again. 